0: Brand, 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 Brand
1: we want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about oh. pop culture. Literally, yeah. we everything. did. Everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what retch culture is
0: about. about, about, about. Yo, it's about a thing. Uh, yeah, feel yeah. good. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch Col- Brunch so, I'm coming to you guys because I almost didn't make it.
1: <laughs> what what happened?
0: Snowzilla almost took me out.
1: It was pretty bad up there. I was in uh, sunny Florida. Um,
0: it was freaking insane. And, and people kept calling me asking me like, oh, have you gone outside to play? And a lot of people were asking me as the the blizzard is happening. So
1: <laughs> snow
0: is rain. I mean it's not rain, but it's a lot it's constant snow. Like it literally snowed for over twenty-four hours. Like it was consistent snow just falling. Like my car is still I'm still actually snowed in. Um my car is still snowed in. I've been out and I've walked to the store, but I just I refuse to have to shovel all this dang on snow. And I think that, yeah, somebody else should have to do it. So I'm not doing it. And thank God that I've not had to go into work. So I've just yeah, I've been here in <laughs> the aftermath of Well, you can still snowstorm. take the
1: metro out, can't you?
0: Um, but I'm actually where I'm at now, I'm not at a I'm not near a metro stop. What I will say though is I understand cuffing season. <laughs> <laughs> and I never like I got it before I got the idea of it but this very year if it wasn't for thuffing season where would I be (laughs) but yeah so I'm thankful I made it it was it was it was a lot it's so it's so cool though like learning the culture of storms and having a lot of people like a lot of my uh colleagues at work were like you know are you going to like a party or are you going to be around some people do you have somebody to be with like what are you doing you got to make plans you got to be with somebody we recommend multiple people because if you get tired of one person you don't have to be with just that person but it's like if you got a boo be with your boo um, But, you know, if you and your boo are still very new, don't do it with your boo because yeah, that's too well. Yeah, because that's
1: asking yeah. for problems.
0: So, right. So there's like, prefer, preferably, you know, a, a few good people that you, you can have a good time with that you enjoy. And, you know, y'all get a space and go to somebody's house, buy a bunch of food. Everybody was like, bring all the alcohol you can and just enjoy it. And so I mean I had a good time. I've it hasn't it really hasn't been bad. Um a lot of laughs, a lot of movie watching. I slept a lot though. I slept so much it was ridiculous. Like I would wake up and I'll be in the middle of like a few text conversations and then maybe like two hours later I respond to people be like, dang, two hours and I like, yo, I, I fell asleep. Get up, would literally go get something to eat and lay back down and fall back to sleep. Like I feel like all of the working that I've been doing, I caught up with it in these past like five days. <laughs> it is yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah,
0: Snowzilla, I made it. I made it.
1: Unfortunately my text message conversations are like that, whether it's snowing or not. I forget <laughs> the text. I'm like the heart the worst text. I'll just like mid conversations and stop and then respond the next day.
0: As much as I hate to admit, I'm kind of that person. It's really and it's really really bad, but typically for me it's because I'm doing a lot. If usually if I'm sitting one place stationary, I try to, you know, be good about it, but what usually happens with me is I'll be texting you in route somewhere else and then I'll get there and I'll stop. Or when I'm out with somebody having, you know, eating or getting a drink, I try to like give them my undivided attention, so it becomes like I'm trying to As opposed to trying to balance the two, I usually put my phone down, and that's usually in the middle of a conversation. And I'm not—I'm really bad with ending text conversations. It feels awkward to me to be like, "Okay, well, I'll talk to you later in a text message." (laughs) First, I'll talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never—I'm never one. I'm not the person that will say like, "I'll talk to you tomorrow." I'll talk to you later when we're texting. It's like we text until we stop, and then when we pick back up, we just pick back up. I'm not a all right, I'm done for the night. Unless I'm like about to go to sleep, then i would be like, hey, I'm real tired. I'm about to go to sleep. I'll hit you up tomorrow, something like that. But Yeah,
1: I understand. I don't end text conversations either. I will tell you, I'm not a bad texter because I start talking to somebody else. I'm just a bad texter because texting to me is draining. Like oh, somebody, I, if you... somebody asks me too many details, for me, texting is about, and I've gotten, I've got way better than I was. Cause you remember when you first, we first uh, started brunch culture, how horrible I used to be.
0: Yeah. And I I think, because I don't feel like, but I feel like for business wise, cause sometimes you, you would be, we'll both either be busy. And for us, a lot of times it would like work out that we would just text each other. So I feel like I didn't get the full, the full feel of how you were when it came to texting. Like, I feel like, you know, some of your other friends may have really gotten like.
1: Yeah, they say I'm horrible. One of my, my old roommate said she hated texting me because it's just. She said it it aggravated her because she would ask me something and I say yes, no, Um, I don't know, or I would just call her because yeah. I'm just like I just it's it's I don't know. It's a tedious process to me. It takes too much, but I am I, honestly this. I've always been a phone person, but I'm like really getting tired of the phone for some reason.
0: Yeah, it's it's it's, it can be very inconvenient. Like and I I say that and I know a lot of people complain about it and it's like, oh, we're not texting, yada, yada, yada. But I just think honestly, it's kind of taxing to be on the phone. Because you li- it kind of limits what you can do when you're texting somebody. You can do multiple things and you can juggle multiple conversations. Like, and it's not even, you know, it's a good thing. Like, it, I think sometimes it's it's necessary for you to be on the phone if you're talking about something really si- like serious or to really catch up with somebody. I don't feel like I've really caught up with somebody like a friend of mine or a family member unless I've actually talked to you on the phone or we FaceTime or Skype, which is something that I'm getting really a lot, I'm getting used to doing a lot more is FaceTiming. I remember back in the day when Skype kind of became big and like undergrad, and I thought it was so awkward. Like I had to set up these meetings and these whole appointments like, oh, next week we're going to do it. But now I literally have some friends that as opposed to texting me or calling me, they'll just FaceTime me and we'll talk on FaceTime. And it's like, all right. So that's kind of become my new normal. Yeah, I never
1: do that. Because I (laughs) feel like you don't know what the person looked like when they I have to be ready. I have to be FaceTime ready.
0: Wow. <laughs> and I think maybe it's these are my these are my friends or I mean, yeah, it's my friends or, or whatever. So I'm just kinda like whatever. Like if I'm in the middle of something I can't answer, then I'm not gonna answer it. But nine times out of ten, I can just answer and be like, Hey, what's up? I'm doing X, Y, and Z or t- or unless I'm around somebody. Typically when I'm around somebody, I won't answer a FaceTime because I feel like that's completely disrespectful like you know what i'm saying i feel like that's yeah that's 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 almost as disrespectful as we're in a we're having a conversation and somebody else walks up and i just start talking to them mid-conversation and just kind of ignore the fact that i was in a conversation with you but then i guess you could say that about text messages as well i don't know no nah, text messaging to me is multitasking Face timing is kind of one-on-one it's really like it's supposed to add more of a feel of you actually being here so i actually get to see you and see your expressions and all of those things
1: yeah i don't know
0: anyway enough about us talking about our text life and snowzilla y'all thank y'all i i survived so snowzilla is great lisa survived sunshine sandy and that was wonderful as well <laughs> um, we got some scroll items to get into so let's jump into the scroll. um what you want to start off with today uh, uh, Stacey
1: Dash, she's fresh. Gosh, obviously, her comments, uh,
0: yeah, it's. I'm one of my friends asked me, was like, When did she become this way? And
1: she probably don't need even, money. I,
0: the one thing I feel like because I remember in like 2008 when she was saying all this crazy stuff, um, uh, about President Obama, and I don't even think that it is a, you know, I don't really feel like, I don't think that she's just kind of doing it for money. I feel like she's one of those people that she probably grew up in a certain atmosphere, a certain type of environment. um, And she's one of those people that always thought that, you know, if I'm anti-black, then I am... Or if I'm not saying what the majority of Black people are saying or doing what the majority of Black people are doing, then I'm different and I'm the token. And, and it's so sad because, the, honestly, a lot of people, I saw a lot of people post these, like, you know, pieces on hating yourself and self-hate. And I think ultimately that's what it is. Like, you you have to realize, especially when you talk about Black History Month, right, you got to understand the reason that there's a Black History Month and the need, first off, of where it came from, <laughs> and then second off, go just go to any third, any uh, school grade child today and pull out their, their, get their history book and read the entire thing or read a couple chapters and you'll realize how much is missing about Black people in general. So when you talk about why do Black people have Black History Month, that's why, because that's, our history is American history, and yes, we are Americans, and yes, you know, we should have an American history book that talks about Black people and Asian people um, and, 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 and Hispanic people all equally, but it doesn't. So as a result of that, we have Black History Month. But I feel like she knows that, and I feel like she just kind of feels like, you know what? If I stay on this opposing side or if I just kind of be the one Black person that says we don't need, you know, these black things. Then I'll just be the special one. Get out of here, Stacy Dash. You said he
1: he thought that her comments were great and Absolutely. that uh he never thought of it like that. But that's a good point. That's <laughs> what he said. That's of what course. Donald said.
0: Of course. But
1: I love the way Gabriel Union handled it when they asked her about her com- about Stacy's comments. She said, "Who is Stacy Dash?" Right. And I think that's what we all are thinking: like, why? When did she get a voice? It, it,
0: it, it, when I heard it, like when I saw the video clip, I wasn't even angry this whole time. I couldn't have been angry because my thing is: so, what legs are you standing on? Now you, you look good. Don't get me wrong; you're fine. <laughs> your age, you, you bad, beautiful to look at, wonderful to look at. It's like you know, eye candy all day. Great, but what? Le- like, what leverage do you have? what about you makes me say I need to listen to your thought process? What about you makes me say like, oh, what you're saying is thought provoking? Or, I need, I want to hear, when have you ever sat down and said, you know what, I wonder what Stacey Dash thinks about this? (laughs) You never... (laughs) The
1: Republicans picked her up because she was black and had formed some sort of celebrity in the black community at one time. Maybe it was 20 years ago when she did coolers. Even today,
0: when you hear Stacey Dash's name, male, female, whoever you are, the first thing you comment on is her beauty. That's it. You've never said, like, Stacey Dash is just so incredible. When she was on the Meredith show and Meredith shut her down when she was talking about women's pay and equality for, uh, equality for women women's pay, and Meredith was saying for... We make women make 78 dollars, I mean, 78 cents for every dollar that a man makes. Like, that's a big gap. And Stacey Dash was like, I'm not sure if that's true. It's true. And she was like, You just have to work hard and you got to really, really want it. Stop making excuses. <laughs> and it's like, It's not an excuse. They did a study, and the study says that <laughs> these women for doing the same job that a man are getting paid 78 cents, where a man is getting paid a dollar. All right, cool. Bet. And so, at that point, it's just like, you know, I really just think this is her niche market. You know, everybody has a niche market, and you know what? This is her. That's hers. That's what she does, and that's how we get there.
1: Well, um, yeah, it's just... Oh, Stacey Dash. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I mean, Your cousin
0: wrote on you. Dame Dash wrote on you, so it's like... I mean, I guess he... I think
1: one of the things that's frustrating to me, everything that Stacey Dash has done as of late has been for black organizations. I I don't besides the Fox News, but like her being on magazines. Um Roland Martin brought out this point. She was on King, Heart mm-hmm. and Soul, all of these black magazines.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Jet magazine a long time ago, um, with Damon Wayne's. But you know, you're on all these but you're on a BZ show, she got the her game. Start,
0: yeah, yeah. That's how she got her she got her start in the black community. What has been sustaining her honestly is the black community. Yep, <laughs> you
1: can't let these people gas you up and then leave you out. Because once she once something happened and she uh, do something against these Fox News people, she'll be out in the cold trying to get on the black circuit again. And she done messed up. She done bit uh, messed up and burnt the
0: bridge of yeah. her. It really is. They they are, they're using her for the spark because I think that Fox News, whoever the producers are, realize that Stacey Dash is going to, she's going to say this, people are going to go crazy, but at some point in time, bringing her on the show is just, is not going to even be worth anything. Her opinion is not going to be worth anything because we know that she's going to be the black person that's going to be anti-black and we aren't trying to reach that market. So the minute they're, they're not trying to just cause a social media frenzy. It's not going to, you know, she's going to not going to, she's going to be useless. And then we'll probably see her on BET's next show. And she's going to, I don't even want to say she's apologized, but whatever. (laughs) I don't don't
1: think she's going to apologize. But um, speaking of other interesting things in the news, Black China and Rob Kardashian. First of all, I really didn't know who Black China was until I seen her. Is it Amber Rose? She is with at uh, award shows. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know how she got famous, but um, Randall informed me before we started that she's a stripper or well, a former stripper that used to date Tiga, Tiger, whatever his name is. Tyga. Um. <laughs> And so, yeah. Apparently, she's with Rob Kardashian. Kardashians stay in the news. I I just don't understand why people are so obsessed with them. I I will never understand
0: it. I when you brought it up and you were like Rob, I was like, but I mean, they need to one of them more. I mean, I don't really know why we are, but I I saw it on social media though. I I clicked on Instagram and she was actually trending Black China, and I was a bunch of people saying, "Oh, Black China, get it, Black China," um, and I didn't know what happened. And I honestly, in the moment of just kind of popping out my phone and jumping on, I was like, I don't really care to look at it. But apparently, yeah, she is supposedly she posted some a video and apparently she posted a video which looks like rob the tattoos on rob kardashian's arm and she says like the beginning of an era honestly i feel like black china is just trolling us i feel like this after she did the whole thing with future and posting like you know she loves him yada 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 um and then future came back saying like uh i am single and everybody start talking about her and just riding on her black china, future dish you like that. You know, you gave him some and yada yada yada. All to find out that she actually they actually made a video together. So that was a part of their plan just to get people to talk to promote the video. So I feel like this is a whole nother thing of them trolling each other. Like I mean trolling everybody. She's trolling everybody. She probably really is not with him. And if she is, that's a whole other setup because of her ties to Kim Kardashian and to Kylie Jenner and 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 Tyga and all of that whole. In my mind, this all works out as Kris Jenner <laughs> hooks up with people, not like hooks up like sexually, but she links up with people and it's like look. This is what we're going to do and this is going to push the Kardashian train even further and we going to slide you some money and this is going to make your brand, you know, big as well. Whatever we can do to keep people in the news. I feel like Chris Jenner is all on it. Like what can we do to make people talk about a, a Kardashian? Nobody ever talks about Rob Kardashian, right? He's the fat kid that gets like the 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 bad end of shorter than the stick. So, let's get him some news and get him some money too. Yeah. It's they're going to do a sit down and tell all, uh, it's, you know, this is this is what we do for the Kardashian, but as I always say, you can't knock the hustle and I respect Kris Jenner like as a as a, a money making machine, you can't do nothing but have respect for this lady because it's all working because of her. Yeah, I, I
1: don't know. It just, <laughs> yeah, if she's yeah, I I don't even understand why people why they still relevant and they got longevity and relevance. That's what interest is interesting to me.
0: Chris Jenner, you have to thank Chris Jenner, but we spent a long long time talking, so we gonna hop out of this, hop out of the scroll, hop into the main dish because. Yeah, it's so much stuff. We can go on and on for days, but yo, hit us up on social media. Check out our social media. We'll be we'll be uh, sending out the articles and the things that, the crazy things that's going on in in the world. Because of course, there's always something going on. I will say this really fast though. Shout out to everybody that has been a part of tweeting and supporting Oscar so white. And I say that because we say this all the time here, that social media and your voice and you having Twitter fingers, um, when we do that for a cause, for a purpose. And collectively it makes things change, change. The president of the Academy decided that they were going to have an emergency meeting. They had an emergency meeting, and they they voted on having some policy changes. And those policy changes are meant to bring in more diverse uh, voters into the academy so that we can see, you know, more diversity in the academy awards. So I think that's great. I think it's wonderful. I, all, I've i been saying this um, since I heard that, is that, you know, the message of people like Jada Pickett-Smith about us needing to support our own and things that Michael Eric Dyson have been saying for forever and other leaders have been saying all the time, we can't just support us when people outside of our community don't support us we have to support us even when they start too so if the oscars do nominate every black movie that comes out in 2016 and 2017 we still need to be supporting the image awards the the bt awards those awards that are have been and are continuing to look at our work and saying hey we're going to give you a chance even when nobody else doesn't so that's that's just my spiel
1: all right, well, we'll be back.
0: <laughs> All right. We'll be back, y'all, with the main dish.
1: Ah, 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 Our main dish. Our main dish, it'll
0: yeah. never get old. It's never gonna get old. It's and I think that's our staple. It's the main dish staple. Now if Chris Brown write and be like, look here, y'all took the tune or the melody of my song. It's coming off. I, I'm blaming it on you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I take the blame.
0: She can pay for it, and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so what we talking about for the main dish?
1: Can you fit a relationship into your schedule? Um, that's the main question of the day. Um, what does it mean to maintain a relationship as a young professional? Um, for me, that is a question I've been asking myself with my schedule getting increasingly busy. Can I fit it into my schedule? Um, it's so funny because I find myself thinking about a relationship less and less the busier I become. Um, -hmm. I only think about it. When I have like some downtime, and then even when I have some downtime, I'm thinking about like how much of my life do I really have to give over to a relationship? Um, do I want to make the effort at this time? And I don't, for me right now, I think it depends on who comes along. I think if the right person comes along, I'll make the effort, but right now, I'm not really you know, I'm indifferent to it either way. I'm not opposed to the right person, but I'm not around here like, oh my gosh, when, it's, when I'm going to get married?
0: Yeah. Um, I, Never, I know you not. You know, it makes sense. It, it definitely I know you is. Not I not you. On the I, I agree with you on that. I will say, and I usually don't talk about these types of things at all, like starting to, you know, date here and there, it it makes you know it's you really you really realize that there's a there's a give and a take right something has to give i've been listening to a lot of people as well that talk about like you know it's important for you to in your single time while you're single to really enjoy that time and to to like do everything that you can and Learn, you know, about yourself and learn what you want to learn. Because when that time does come, you know, when you want to be a hundred percent committed, you have to forego some things. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you actually have to nourish the relationship. You're not going to get to know somebody overnight. You're not going to develop a strong bond, you know, just by going on a few dates. Like you really have to spend time and invest in that person. And if they have something going on in their lives, you want, you got to show up for it. And, You got to, you know, cheer them on and help them create and help them think. And it just (laughs) not to say that you shouldn't be in a relationship because I have friends that, you know, are in great relationships. I have friends that are married and that love it. And I think it's amazing. And it brings a completely different level of satisfaction. But I think when you are a young professional and if you find yourself being single and there are goals that you want to attain at some point in time, you have to decide, you know, Is this something that I want to do? And I think, I mean, it's something I want to do. And it's honestly, is this something that I have time for? If I have to be up at, you know, one o'clock in the morning working on this project and I have a deadline at 5 a.m. And I promised that we were going to go to dinner or, you know, I promised that I was going to, I don't know, take you to the airport or be there for you when you got off your plane at 4.30 and do I really want to do that? Because, you know, as your boyfriend, I kind of supposed to show up to do that, but honestly, I'm so focused on me that I don't really want to think about it. So I think that's something that, you know, people got to think about and I really feel like you just got to be honest. One thing that I've hearing, and we, we talked about this before, we actually mentioned it um, about you being a woman and like, you know, people at your side, were like, you know, I mean, yeah, it would be great to get married, but like, that's not on my radar now. And like, I I hear people say that I had a conversation (laughs) with a family member here actually pretty recently within the past like month about marriage. And I was just like, you know, I've always, I always said, I was like, you know what, when I turn 30, that's when it's going to be time. When I hit 30, you know, that'll be, that'll be time. Then six, I was like, all right, 35. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be the time. So we we had this conversation and, you know, there was like, there are you when it comes to that? And I was like, honestly, I'm open, but I'm not. I'm kind of just like, I, there's still things I'm, I want to leave. there are things that I want to do, you know, places that I want to go. And like, not that I can't do that with somebody else, but I don't believe in somebody else. Some, I'm, I don't believe in you just giving up, you know, your personal dreams and aspirations to, you know, be my co pilot. I just think, like, I don't know, maybe it's because I grew up in an environment where women were like type A and just kind of doing their own thing. I just don't, I don't, that whole idea for me, I feel like we need to do it together. This whole idea of like, you just, you know, be a trophy and do whatever I do. To me, I don't, maybe, you know, maybe I could meet somebody that's like that, but. I've never met or heard of a person that takes that position that I feel like truly would challenge me. I'll say that, Mm -hmm. right? Because I need you. My mind is very fast. I'm a quick thinker. I like to have debates. I like to, you know, dive into deep discussions. And I really want you to to help challenge my position or help me grow and and my perspective to grow if you're all about me and what I'm doing. At some point in time, it's just kind of natural that you might become yeah a yes person and me and yes people don't really <laughs> work <together. laughs> i don't really you know if, if I, I always i always tell uh, uh people i remember telling my little sister when i was i, I took her out on a date and it's like hey you know this is how a guy should treat you and how things should work you know and i was like what makes you comfortable um you you let that be known you never let a dude sit by And Tell you what your level of comfort is or tell you what you deserve. That's not how it works. And so she was like, you know, we were we went to this restaurant. She was like, honestly, I don't really like that. And I was like, you know, out of respect for what for him saying for. So if I'm taking you on a date out of respect for me, taking you on a date. You accept it. But then you guys have a conversation. Hey, style of food, the restaurant, the location, whatever it is. I don't like it is it making me comfortable. I appreciate the gesture. Next time just, you know, I'm just letting you know so you can know moving forward and she was like, "Wait, can I tell her to do that?" And I'm like, yeah, of course you can tell her to do." Like why couldn't you? You know what I'm saying? And I, so that whole the whole idea of that for me is just kind of like you need to come to the table. I need to come to the table. We both need to have some things in our backpack that we've accomplished. We've achieved. And then we start working on those things together or, you know, blending those things. This whole idea of like, you know, I just, I just need you to like be barefoot and bare, bare, like that's just, the idea just don't work for me. Cause in my mind, I feel like I can just bulldoze you and do whatever I want to. And then, you know, you don't really have anything or you're not going to challenge me. I don't know. It's just, it just seems weird for me. So anyway,
1: well, that's I think good that you have that persona because a lot of people don't. A lot of men, I don't want to say it. Well, yeah, a lot, have, <laughs> are are sometimes intimidated by women who are bosses in a sense. Um, like they have their own stuff going on. A lot of men want to be with women that's like, doesn't have anything going on except them. I like, think that's lame. Like I know dudes that like women that don't have friends and just don't really have anything but going to work nine to five and they just are all about them.
0: Because I feel like at the end of the day, you want someone that you can sit down with and have a full conversation. Like I I want you to have an idea and opinion, right? I don't really want you. I would say this so funny. I used to say this growing up. I like a woman with kickback, right? I need to know that. And again, maybe this is just because of my upbringing and the environment that I'm from, but I'm not used to being around women that that are just like, oh, I'm just going to close my mouth and I don't have an opinion about nothing. Now, I I think there's a difference between, you know, somebody that's extremely combative or wants to argue all the time or me saying that, oh, I want somebody that's going to take care of me. Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. Or I want somebody that's not going to allow me to, you know, that's going to stroke my male ego. That's not going to allow me to take charge and be in the lead. I'm not saying that at all. And if that's what you got from me, please like check yourself because that's not what I said. (laughs) What I did say is I want, (laughs) I want someone that really is fully realized in who she is and where life is and what her goals are. And it's like, Hey, look, this is what I've, I've achieved this, or this is what I want. Here are my plans. like, and it's great to be in a relationship and it would be wonderful, you know, if you can come and compliment these things as I'll compliment your things. And so it's just like, you know, we can we we take both of the things that we have and both of the, the empire, you know, success achievements that we bring those together to, to build even more. I don't want to be the only person that's doing something and it's like
1: You oh, wanna be
0: the come. only person building? Nah, I oh I'm in, i and <laughs> nah, I I need you to cook. You know, I need you to be up because I know how to cook. Thank God for my mama. Like, I, I, it, it, I don't know. And I guess, again, we talk about it all the time, of it being hard, you know, with uh, gender roles kind of being blurred in today's society. But I just feel like I've been around women that have so much substance. Even like doing culture with you, you have so much substance. It would be hard to be like the co-host, my friend and my co-host and I can have these long, deep conversations, and she can tell me that she's going on a panel about racial and racial issues and religion and you are telling me that, you know, you watched The Real today and what <laughs> Tamar Braxton had on. I would probably shoot myself. <laughs> what, the f- what are you even talking about? Where did you come from? What- what you even if it was just like, oh, I, you know, I, I, I cleaned the baseboards and I cleaned the house and the house looks so wonderful. I literally would be, I don't understand. Like, I don't, I do But some,
1: not. a lot of men like that. They like not having, they like to feel like they're leading their wife in every scenario. So. And I,
0: but I want to lead you. You know
1: what I'm saying? I, feel I mean, like- but I'm just saying, if, a, if they feel like that you're more educated, then they're threatened.
0: So. I feel like that's a challenge for me to learn more like even in in, in our friendship the one thing I, I tell people all the time when I talk about our friendship I'm like I love the fact that you know I have a friend that is a bible scholar and that's looking and that learns more because she'll say stuff and I'm like oh wow I didn't know that or oh I, I read the bible I never I don't even remember that oh dope that's good or we can have a discussion about like you, you know was it, a couple weeks ago we had a discussion about you know how just us thinking about was thinking about different things and you asked me like you know how do you feel about this and I was like well I don't want to bring this to you but I wasn't sure and we just kind of had what like a three-hour conversation about it and I feel like that's great that's 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 what people that's what you should do like just because you're a woman I should I don't mean I can't learn from you because I mean again maybe if we were like in the 50s or the 20s and like women couldn't do nothing and you didn't have an education and, like, there was no possible way for you to do it. Maybe I can understand me saying, like, oh, you know what? I just want you to be a wife. Like, I get it. But, I mean, look here, Lisa. If you can go out and bust out uh, six figures and <laughs> and read a book, what I need to read it book. <laughs> and what I need to be trying to bust out, You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'll buy six figures. You'll make your six but, figures. And we'll have six figures together. But <laughs> I
1: think, <say>, to. <laughs> it just has to do with like people. And I think you articulate this well all the time. Our times have changed and women have leadership roles in society. So the way we, these gender norms for roles in relationships kind of have to be challenged because if you're married to somebody and the wife is making six figures and the husband is making, um, maybe like sixty, and y'all have a child, and y'all trying to decide who should stay home. I mean, like,
0: it makes sense for the husband to stay home,
1: I, Ale- I unless him- the uh, now. I mean, I think this this was perfectly um, shown. in have you seen the movie The Intern with Robert mm-hmm. De Niro? Mm-hmm. And it's a good. I I love the movie because um, uh, it talks about an older gentleman going to intern at this young startup. And um, it's like a reverse roles. But the woman yeah. in the... I can't even think of her name. She was on like... Uh, I can't even think of the movie. But anyway, the purpose of bringing this up, she started this startup. It became a multi-million dollar company. Like, just, you know how startups are in this technology age. You can start up right. in two years and it's a million dollar company. Her husband right. was a successful marketing executive, but her company took off and he became a house husband. And um i mean it did cause some problems in their relationship because she was always at work Mm -hmm. that was the problem but it wasn't the fact Mm -hmm. that she made more it was just that she didn't devote any time to him at all
0: that's another that's a
1: whole nother issue but the fact that a person i mean you have to think about it i mean
0: yeah
1: i'm a young Mm -hmm. up-and-coming entrepreneur we both are you know what i'm saying So, if I get married to someone and they're just working the nine to five, even though they may be working like, even though they may be making 70 or 80, if I'm bringing in a majority of the income, you know, what is that going to look for me to stop because of something else?
0: Exactly. And I think. And I will say, you know, that is probably something, if I was in that situation, I'm not finna sit up and tell y'all that. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to sit at the house. That's real awkward for me. Like, I, the idea of being a stay-at-home dad, like, I actually <laughs> I used to joke with this girl about it a lot, saying, like, oh, I can't wait to be a stay-at-home dad. Honestly, I probably would, like, gouge my eyes out. But I think that, you know, it is. it would be different. Honestly, it would be old to the ego. It would be weird to just go tell my homeboys that, like, you know, y'all can come over on break because I'm just sitting here <laughs> keeping the house. Like, that sounds real weird me. However, I do realize, like, if I see somebody in that situation, I'm never going to look at a dude and be like, you're less than a man. Or how can you do that? Um, Or how could you not let, you know, how would you let her, like, take over this area in this place? I remember being an undergrad and one of uh, the fact I come back and he actually was a student at UCS. I actually want to see. Maybe I should see if I can bring him on the show because he articulated this so well. Right. Mm-hmm. His wife went. Finance. Mm-hmm. Um, she went to school for finance. She was like a CPA. So she's really, really good with money. Right. So they had had a child and he was saying, you know, I don't when it comes to the money in our house and how money is spent. I'm informed on the process, but how to grow the money and all of that stuff. I don't really have anything to do with it. My wife went to school for that. So how stupid would it be of me and she makes more money than I do, and she manages that money very, very well. So he was like, "How dumb would it be for me to say that just because, you know, I have uh, a bat and two balls that I have to run all of the finances when my degree is in English and her degree is in finances? Mm-hmm. She does. It. Somebody pays her six figures to manage their money for their multi-million-dollar company." but our household in our household, I'm saying you're incapable of managing it because I have a bat in two balls. He's like, that doesn't even make any sense. Like that's stupid. And I just remember thinking I, I sat there because I was always taught like, you know, as a man, you got to be on top of money. You need to be able to lead the house, you know, with your money. But I was thinking like, wow, if I wasn't an account like if I was an accounting student and I like, but like, it's just, it really wouldn't make sense for me to do this. Like, Why would I why why would I try to take over this if I if this is just not my expertise? The same way, in the same regard as like cooking, I know how to cook. If I get with someone and she can't cook, why would I be like, get in the kitchen and learn to cook? You don't know how to cook. You probably gonna burn it. Or you're gonna make something I don't like, then I'm gonna be pissed. I'm just going to get in here and cook the dang old food. like Yeah. You know and
1: I, I think that's, I've seen that demonstrated with my parents. My mom doesn't really like to cook. My dad loves to cook. So earlier when they got married, they was like, Hey, my mom likes to clean. She was like, you cook, I clean. And that's the trade off.
0: Makes perfect sense. Beautiful. It makes perfect <laughs> sense. Cause it's like, why, yo, if, why if, go if, through if,
1: the gender thing and say, Oh, and it's supposed <laughs> to cook. My dad's like, no, I like to cook. I'll cook he don't Ray. like to
0: clean up hey you clean up <laughs> it's great you know that's a, that's a true partnership and i think that's what i, I in, in 2016 in in our generation we're seeing a lot more of relationships becoming partnerships and i think that you know that goes back into if you really have time for these things do you really have time to have a true partnership where there can be give and take and trade-offs and, you know, you show up and you're my cheerleader on Monday and on Tuesday, I'm showing up for you and I'm the cheerleader. And that means I'm going to have to adjust my schedule. Like, can you really, you know, be a part of a partnership or do you really just need to, you know, focus on being a one man show in that regard? And, you know, when the time comes, when you are, are ready or you're settled, or you've gotten to a place where you feel like you have what you want you know you can do that. Um, I think that it really just—that's—that's that's the ultimate question for everybody. Like, are you really able to manage and to handle a true relationship that will run like a partnership, not one in which you have to be the star, or one in which you have to be, you know, the 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 cheerleader to somebody else's like winning team, like
1: yeah. And this That's is when I'm days. thankful of these moments. I'm thankful I didn't get married young because who I am today is so what I want out of life and the goals I have so different from what I wanted when I was 20 years old.
0: Absolutely.
1: And I mean, you know, I know that 20 at 29, I will want something different. Probably my life or my viewpoint of life would be different at 40. So you grow with people. But I right. think that, at, in your in your late twenties, you start to really get like, okay, this is what I want out of life. This is exactly. what I want my partner to look like for life. And so, because at a
0: smooth ripe twenty, let me tell you, you're <laughs> not <laughs> me. But y'all hit us up and let us know what you think. What does it mean to really be in a relationship? Um, are we messed up in terms of our views of relationship? I know there are a lot of people that think that you know gender roles should be there and they're there for reasons. I've actually heard some pretty, in some ways, valid arguments of why gender roles should be there um, and why they should be in place. So Y'all hit us up, chat, use the hashtag ChatBC or hit us up on our social media account, on Twitter at Brunch culture, and on, brunch, on Instagram at brunch underscore culture and let us know what you think and we will be back for the Toast or Roast.
1: I thought I told you, I'm a star. You see the ice? You see the cars? Plashing ice? Everywhere we are. Later night like it snow tomorrow. I thought I told you, I'm a star. You see the ice? Now we're back for our toast or roast.
0: Toast or roast.
1: Gotta get crumb. Woo. Hey. <laughs> Today I wanna roast uh Jerry Falwell who is the president of Liberty University. Um do they call him the president, or is something else? They call him, but anyways, he's the head. Um, he's the head person in charge. I was trying to say H and I C, but that was that wouldn't be applied to him <laughs> um, <laughs> at Liberty. And he endorsed Donald Trump today. Um, I was upset last. It uh, was it last week when they had Donald Trump as the speaker for MLK Day. I even sent him a long email um, expressing my. Um, anger and disdain. Uh, I tried to do it in a respectful way, though, because I, you know, if, if it was rude, then he probably wouldn't read it um, or put any yeah. thought into what I was saying. Um, but I just <laughs> expressed my concern and my, um, me being upset as an alumni. As you all know, I got my master's from Liberty University. um, And I used to, you know, say that with a little bit more pride, but now I kind of just say I have my master's, and I'm gonna tell people where it's from. Um,
0: <laughs> but I got I just... my master's from. I got it.
1: <laughs> don't worry about. It. I got it. It was accredited. Don't worry about right. it. But uh, it's it's frustrating to me because I feel like Donald Trump. If if he's supposed to, say, he's saying he's a solid Christian and a strong evangelical, which I, I think Jerry's trying to send that message. I think it's just inconsistent with the life of Donald Trump. I mean, if you want to run on, you feel like Donald Trump is something fresh and new. I think, okay, that's your position. But don't try to make it seem like he's like this Christian man with Christian values. I think that everybody is kind of like, we're not stupid. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to judge this man walk with Christ. I don't know if he accepted Jesus or not. But I will say some of the things he said are inconsistent with... Uh, what I believe Jesus would say, like banning all the Muslims or just the way he deals with immigration and, and building a wall inconsistent with scripture. Jesus, that wasn't the Jesus of the Bible. So mm-hmm. I feel like we have to, you know, be careful who we endorse as Christians and not to put them under the guise of Christianity and misrepresent our faith. Now, if you want to endorse them on some capitalism you know, type principles, that's fine. But don't endorse them under Jesus. I just feel like that's not right.
0: It completely sends out the wrong message. But, yeah, so I'm glad you noticed it. (laughs) You're smart. You're wonderful. Great. (laughs) So this week, I'm going to roast people, uh, people that say that the country is more racial, more racialized now. The racial tension in the country is, way more than it is now than it's ever been before. And I'm not going to go in because a lot of people understand how I feel about this. But and I'm sure you feel the same way, but I just want to make a real quick point about how inaccurate that is. I feel like what we're seeing a lot more now is we're seeing these, the stories are publicized more and with social media being such a norm, we're seeing, you know, things come out more and these stories of, you know, people being killed or, you know, people being wrongfully accused or, you know, just mismanagement of anything. But it's something. And again, I had to check myself with this as well. We're saying that, you know, the country is so divided now. And I feel like, you know, if the country if you view the country as being so divided now um, because of all of these racialized issues then it's because it's just new to you because these things have been happening before people have been trying to make statements before we just didn't have the tools and the resources and the platforms to have those things what's really happening now is you have people that have been um, you know, just swept under the rug and they haven't had voices, you have those people actually have a space. They have a space where they can talk about these things. They have a space where they can put these a uh, face to the name and they can put it to the forefront. They can pressure, you know, leaders, their leaders to actually make a change and to speak on these things and to do something different, to come out with different policies and to have, you know, things that really, really consider people that don't have a voice. So Everybody because I keep hearing this. I hear it on conservative media. I hear it on liberal liberal media. media, I hear it on more moderate. I hear a lot of people saying this that, you know, the country is so divided right now and it's so bad because of, you know, all of these race issues. And I I pause for a second and I'm just kind of like, well, the country is more so divided if it's safe to even say that the country is divided because you have people that once didn't have a voice and didn't have anything to say and couldn't say anything actually speaking. So they're at the table now they're, they're in the forefront and you have to hear their voices. Um, It's the same thing around the civil rights era. When people, you know, if people talk about those and people say that the country was so divided during those times, I would, you know, tread lightly to say the country, was a lot more divided then because you did have you know a lot of segregation happening but in in, in a space in a time now the, the divisiveness, if you will, comes more so because you have people that are saying no longer will I accept this. No longer will I sit back and keep my mouth closed and, you know, say that this is okay and just sweeping it in under the rug. Or will I run to, you know, the church and say, I'm just going to pray and just pray that it gets better. I'm going to continue to pray that it gets better, but I'm also going to use my voice. I'm going to use my social media. I'm going to use my platform and I'm going to make a statement so that true change can come. So I say, you know, Check lightly when you say that and actually understand what that means when you say the country is more divided than it's ever been before because that's simply just not true. You just have a person that was kind of kept out of the Away from the table of discussion at the table and saying, you know what, even if I'm not at the table, I'm going to use this platform and this following that I have to actually make a statement and it catches on. And so you have to talk about it, person that never wanted to consider or acknowledges or focus on it. So that's what it is. That's my rose. Roasting people that make that statement. And as I always say, yo, look, think before you make a statement, think about what that says, have a discussion with somebody, call somebody. When you get to brunch, bring that up as a topic and talk about that. Now we want to get into our good vibe. And this week's good vibe comes from Lisa hit it.
1: It comes from Paul Brunson. He says, don't wait, make your move now. The conditions will never be perfect. You'll never have enough time, you'll never have enough money, you'll never have enough knowledge. Do the best you can with what you have. The process of doing it will teach you everything you need to know. And that speaks to our process and our journey. So many things we are we're doing and accomplishing now, if we had waited till we knew how to do everything we're doing now, we would have never started. But the yeah. process doing brunch culture the process of doing i'm pro you is teaching us everything we need to know and absolutely i was just watching steve job's new movie and uh, the guy was like i don't know what you do steve you're not a programmer you're not this you're not that and you telling all of us what to do and i was just like wow he's a visionary like (laughs) he doesn't know how to do anything but be a visionary and point people in the right direction. And so I thought that was dope. So just do what you got to do. Just do it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about having all of the right parts of the right knowledge. Just go ahead.
0: Absolutely. Definitely true. And as always, guys, we, tell you guys to take that with you, share it with somebody, share the show, continue to share the show with people. We thank you guys so much for the support, for continuing to support Brunch Culture, for seeing us through some ups, some downs, some 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 growing pains, and we're still growing. So thank you guys so much. Make sure you hit up our website at www.brunchculturebc.com to check out all of our episodes and all the content that we have posted there. Again, follow us on our social media, on Twitter at Brunch Culture, and on Instagram at Brunch underscore culture on Facebook.com. Back Slash brunch culture. And Lisa, do you have any announcements at all? Uh
1: check out I com
0: Hey. I'm pro you. I'm pro you.com. Check I it am. out. And I am pro you.com. See? Correction. Thanks so much. Where would we be without a woman that has a brain? Nowhere. <laughs> Thank you guys. And we'll see you guys next week.